Welcome to MuggleCast episode 423. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Laura. And we're joined by our social media manager, Jewel, this week. Hey, Jewel. Hello. Jewel is responsible for many of the posts that you see on our social media channel. She helped us ramp up our Instagram, and she's been doing a great job. And Jewel's been a longtime listener of the show and obviously a longtime Harry Potter fan as well. And you live in L.A. and uh, live in the dream out there, huh? Yeah, I live in L.A. I'm very close to the theme park, so I can see Hogwarts pretty much every day from far away. So it's great. <laughs> you ever try to go up on the roof of your building and look at it? I feel like you might actually be able to see it from there. I might be able to. I don't know if I... I think there might be a building in the way, but mm. from my office at work, we can see it out the window from far away so that's how i get to see it all the time yeah it was pretty surreal to me because i lived in that area too in the north hollywood area it was pretty surreal to me being able to drive by hogwarts on the 101 every day i was like (laughs) this is never gonna get old (laughs) i love pointing it out to people who are visiting Mm -hmm. and it's so funny too because before i lived in la i lived in orlando and had a uh, pass to universal there so i it's been like since 2012 that I haven't regularly been able to go <laughs> to the theme park and I can't imagine ever not having that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy surreal seeing something so wizarding and fictional on the very real horizon. It's like its own form of augmented reality. Yeah, yeah, true. Crazy. So today's episode is going to be all about Harry Potter Wizards Unite. We've all had over a week to play it now and we're just going to have a relaxed conversation about our thoughts on the game how we're enjoying it what we're liking what we're not liking what we would like to see added but first and this is appropriate that jewel is on this week for this we have a new feature that we're launching here on the show and on our social media channels it's called mugglecast tbt and starting this week and from now until the end of time we are going to be featuring an old prediction on our social media channels and the show uh, that that we've made here on the show and one of our listeners kim she's been working on this project behind the scenes for a few months now she did it without us even looking for somebody to do this she just offered to do it for us and then we thought we could tie it into our social media and of course the show So, if you follow us on social, you probably saw the first clip. We're going to start off MuggleCast TBT by going back in time to September 2013. This was right after we ended the show. (laughs) We ended MuggleCast. We said, there's nothing else to talk about anymore. Harry Potter is over. We're done. Goodbye. It was sad. And I think it was literally two weeks later yeah. <laughs> that Warner Brothers announced the new film series. We thought it would be three movies at the time. So they make this announcement about Fantastic Beasts. We didn't really know anything about it other than that it was going to involve Newt. That was it. And listen to this prediction that Micah made on the show. Well, for a wish list, one would think that you're going to see Dumbledore at some point, right? I mean, oh, interesting. he's old. He's very old, right? I, I forget exactly how old he is. It, she said 100, 150. He would be about the same. Um, he would be about 40 to 60 years old, I guess, in the 20s, maybe. 
And he's really, I mean, maybe with the exception of a few other older staff members that we see at Hogwarts in the Potter series, he's probably the only character that can have a meaningful storyline going back that far, right? Maybe McGonagall, maybe a few others, but in terms of incorporating them in, it'd be interesting to see how they do that because they're not going to be able to use the same actors, obviously. Dumbledore was born in 1881. So he'll be 40 in the 20s. And he'll be, what, 10, 15 years older than Newt? Something like that. So there you go. Wow. And, you know, it's really amazing to look back on these clips because, again, like I said before playing that clip, we had no clue which characters were going to be in this. And I honestly think it was a stretch to consider Dumbledore would be in this series. It, It almost seemed too good to be true. Yeah, definitely. I, I just I love the idea that it's like, oh, you know, Micah said, oh, if there's prequels, Dumbledore will be in them. <laughs> and he was right. Right. And maybe yeah. McGonagall, which we did get a maybe McGonagall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he was more correct about that than he realized. <laughs> yeah. Well, so unfortunately, Micah couldn't be here this week. After this week, he will be back. He's not taking any more long term breaks. <laughs> yeah. But no more vacation for Micah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's out for the next like three years of vacation time. Um. So we asked Micah to record a reaction to that clip. And I have to warn you guys, I don't know. He seems to be more comfortable when he's not uh, on air because he's got a real ego in this clip. He just recorded this for us last night. So how did I know that Dumbledore was going to play a meaningful role in the Fantastic Beast series? It's a great question. And the truth is I didn't. It just seemed to fit, though, because you're introducing a new series in a world that everybody has grown up with, and you need some character, some identifiable individual that's going to help connect the threads. And the natural fit, especially from an age standpoint, was Dumbledore. And when we were theorizing early on and the Fantastic Beast films were just being announced, he seemed to be somebody that worked. And that's really what was behind my thought process back then, as much as I can remember six years ago at this point. Hard to believe it's been that long. And there's other characters that I'm sure we're going to see, but... He's the one that really just stood out to me. And McGonagall, we touched on her a little bit in this prediction. And we'll see what her role is as well. But it's always cool to be able to look back and see just how right we had things. And I'm sure there are many times we didn't have things right. But that's not what this segment is about. (laughs) I just wanted to say amazing job by Kim going through every single episode that we've ever recorded and categorizing our predictions because this is going to be really fun to look back and to see what we got right, how on the money we were. I've actually looked through several of the documents and it's shocking how good we are. (laughs) And I just want to say, Andrew, thank you for choosing me for the first prediction. I feel like we're setting the tone here. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we we can't just have any sort of flimsy predictions 
in the weeks to come because this this is a huge prediction that we got right that I got right about Dumbledore. All right, I have to stop this. this is <laughs> wow. It goes on for another 13 minutes actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Micah didn't understand the directions. But um yeah, well I, I don't even think I picked that clip no, to start off. I, Maybe I did. It was just Are you did, It was just the first one on the list. <laughs> there you go. Plus he was in charge of highlighting the best one. So he looked at his own prediction and was like, "Oh, I'm great. Wow, yeah, we're running this one first. <laughs> anyway, so every week and we're going to do it with less ego in the weeks ahead. Maybe a little less ego. Some of us will probably have to pat ourselves on the back. But we'll be playing old clips. And not just uh, concerning Fantastic Beasts, but the original Harry Potter books, Cursed Child, and any other ones that Kim has found. So stay tuned. So it's time now for our review of Harry Potter Wizards Unite. This was a big deal because Niantic... And the Pokemon Company put out Pokemon Go three years ago. It was actually three years ago earlier this week. And it real it was lightning in a bottle. It just blew up. Everybody was obsessed with it. People were playing it all summer. It, of course, dwindled in popularity. But there's still a pretty big base of people who are playing that game daily. And then Warner Brothers decides to create this port key games. They're in charge of creating new Harry Potter games, and it was very exciting for fans like us. And we found out a couple months later that Niantic would be partnering with Portkey Games to create a Pokemon Go for Harry Potter fans, and we all lost our minds. We thought that was a great idea, and now it's here. So just to go over the basics, if you haven't played yet, um, the, the the story is that unpredictable traces of magic called confoundables appear all over the muggle world and the wizarding world faces potential exposure as as we all know we remember the international statute of secrecy mm-hmm. so to avert this calamity as it's called the ministry of magic begins recruiting witches and wizards to join the statute of secrecy task force and there is a mystery playing out within the game as you progress we'll talk about that a little later on um First of all, I want to get Laura and Jules' thoughts on the game, since Eric and I touched on it last episode. How are you two liking the game so far? I really like it in short bursts. I think the gameplay is really fun. Um, I touched on this sort of before we started recording, but I live in an urban area, so I really like that I can just open the app and there's usually three to four things waiting for me. So I don't have to venture out in the world and stare at my phone while I walk around the streets of Atlanta. Um, That part's really fun. I don't particularly care to follow the story that's happening. I'm just more interested in casting spells and, and completing my registry. I have the whole thing on mute every time I play. I don't listen to anything. Oh. <laughs> but, well, Maybe it's that... just the Harry Potter music. So yeah, yeah, but also like characters pop up and talk to you, and I just like tap through those <laughs> yeah. notifications. I don't care. I feel like I want to follow the storyline, but there's just so much happening that I'm a little overwhelmed by it all. I don't know why. I just feel like. I do I do play it pretty regularly and like Laura I whenever I open it there's usually enough things around me that I can collect but the story itself there's I just I don't know why I'm having a hard time following it but I feel like maybe with with other games they roll some of those features out a little more slowly so that you can get used to parts of the game before you have to start learning other parts and I feel like 
this one kind of happened very quickly and i don't know i'll agree with that i played pokemon go when it first came out and i was actually a little turned off by how little there was to do you know what what there was was sort of repetitive and i enjoyed throwing pokeballs at at pokemon and i enjoyed most of all seeing pokemon in the real world with like the ar overlay and that is the same with wizards unite for me but i am also all about the story in fact like i wish that there was less to do and more story just piled on because like i'll i'll go up to a fortress and say oh my god i gotta defeat these three bad guys before i get the next crucial bit of the story you know harry potter talking about the guy they've apprehended for you know who may be behind this all that all very much interests me so i kind of love how it's all there's just so much to do um but ultimately it does have the opposite effect of being overwhelming Mm-hmm. So speaking of story, and this could totally be because I'm not listening to any of the story. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> but there was one point I got to where I had to fight a Dementor, and it was attacking a character that looked very much like Tonks. And I was like, wait a second. If this is supposed to be during Hermione's tenure as like Minister of Magic, why is Tonks in this? Mm-hmm. So my understanding, I'm looking through this game summary we got from our listener, Sarah. I don't think this directly addresses it, but these foundables are from all over the timeline. You will see characters who have died, including Hedwig, uh, in this game. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, right. I just saved Hedwig, actually, and I was also confused. Um, you, you will also see younger versions of the characters. Like, I've seen young Ron Weasley and young Ginny Weasley. Eric, by the way, I'm very pleased that Ginny Weasley is in this game for you. I was thinking <laughs> oh of you when God. I saved her. Did you Did you screenshot young Ginny? No, I will for you next time. Yeah, next I kind of assume that you may have encountered her. I've, no, I've seen young Luna, and I thought that was cute. Yes, yeah. So, so, Laura, to answer your question, the, the story is like, it doesn't make sense, but... They're <laughs> <laughs> trying their there, best. Things, th- foundables are from all over the timeline, and when you're, I don't even, I don't even No, I, I can accept that. Yeah. It's fine. But I, I'm with you on the story, Laura, and I actually tried at the beginning. I was following those little pop-up messages very closely. I was like, mm, mystery and the calamity, new characters, all these weird names, and I just gave up at one point. I don't read those at all now. I just tap straight through them because, because who cares about the story? I, I do. Honestly. It's not by J.K. Rowling. It's, it's not by like David Yates. It has nothing to do with canon. Why do you care, Eric? Well, because normally I'd be the first person to say the story doesn't matter, right? Like with Cursed Child. I'm like, this is the worst story ever written. It's clearly just so not, not in keeping with the characters that we know from the books. They didn't even try, it seems, at times to match the tone or the, the wit. I think in general, like very overarching storyline matches up with a lot of the humor. And, and I think that's what makes the game work. Like for me, Wizards Unite works because it does take somehow a light and fun tone over using items from canon and putting them in our current day setting. Like I think it just, it has the right level of interest in it and and also like even in the selection of things that they picked like i got a box of decoy detonators uh and they looked exactly like the ones from the movie and i was blown away by the idea that there's these decoy detonators which i know from my mind's eyes 
you know, in Harry Potter and it was in front of me on the sidewalk. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. So I, I, I think the way that they use the story and the way that they use the elements from canon to put into the game is is loving and is very like, I don't know, quirky and fun. I just I, I find it so amusing. It is amusing. What, why? What? What I'm enjoying most about the game so far is the collecting. Mm -hmm. And this is what I loved about Pokemon Go. Mm. You're just trying to catch them all. And I'm also really liking the various achievements. And I don't think this is something that was there at the beginning of Pokemon Go. But Wizards Unite from the get-go is really all about the daily achievements. The um, When you pop in every morning, you get that streak bonus mm -hmm. thing. Um, and then, you know, there's the SOS achievements i don't know what that means exactly but it's just like there's all these goals that you can hit on an hourly or daily basis and i've been enjoying that part of it that's what keeps me coming back you mentioned pokemon go and i heard that one thing they added to wizards unite that was never in pokemon go was this concept of dwindling spell energy is that true did they not have like a energy that runs out in Pokemon Go, could you play it indefinitely? No. Well, the equivalent was the Pokeballs. That's just... You run out of Pokeballs. You know, yeah. Oh. Right. You would run out of Pokeballs. And to get new Pokeballs, you had to go to those Poke... Stops. Poke something. Stops. Those things that you spin. They were fun to spin with your thumb. <laughs> I, I guess maybe they're making it a little more difficult because they want you to spend money in this game. Has anyone spent money yet? No. Nope. Uh, I actually am surprised I haven't been confronted with the option to spend money. Like I oh, ran really? out of, yeah. Cause I haven't seen where like the shop is or whatever. I played it, but I haven't yet found it's hard to tell. Like, cause you can go to an inn and get food and get energy, but it's never enough energy that you really want. Right. And then I think I closed the app and five minutes later, I was, I, I don't know. I haven't found like the buy more energy Hogwarts mystery. You, it, you know, Never have any trouble finding where to spend money, but mm -hmm. the Wizards Unite, I haven't found it yet. This does seem to be one of the bigger complaints so far that people are running out of spell energy. Personally, I don't have this problem because I am right next to an inn, so I can sit on my couch and every five minutes just get more <laughs> spell energy. Or while I'm sitting here muggle casting. Has anyone here had a problem with spell energy? No. No. I've got inns pretty readily available to me. So mm -hmm. I also haven't run out and I at first when I was still learning what inns were for I would go to an inn and it would be like you don't you don't need energy you've already got too much energy so <laughs> I don't know why I guess I'm not playing enough maybe yeah I lost my energy in a fortress uh battling an acromantula and a death eater and um then I had to go to an inn, but the, it's ridiculous because even when you're casting the protego charm, the shield charm, you still lose your energy and, or you still lose some health and the inn, you know, when you go and get like, I don't know, a bottle of pumpkin juice or something, it only replenishes your health by two or four, maybe six at the most, but you're losing seven or eight to 12 to 20 points every time you get attacked by something. So it's just, I hate how not balanced it is because it is either forcing you to wait a uh, duration of time or pay. And that's but, just... Well, there's shame. also potions to regain your health. 
that's the other thing. There are, I mean, this goes back to your point of like a lot going on all at once. Yeah. The potions, I don't feel were properly introed. I was listening to Harry talk to the other member uh, of the ministry, like that, that was telling us all about him. Like they said, you can use spells, but they didn't really highlight this is the one of six circles on the screen at all times during battles where you go and do this. So I don't really understand. And like when you go into fortresses and all the runes are there that you choose from, like I don't quite. I don't get the runes either. I have no clue. Maybe the runes change what kind of creatures you're battling. Yeah, so there's a video here uh, that I included in the doc, which actually explains it perfectly. So I like that. Um, and it's in the doc for any patrons. We could also, if you wanted to, we could play the audio because it does explain it like not visually. It explains it auditorially. But it basically talks about the runes determine uh, the difficulty of the fortress. And if you go into fortresses with your friends, that's one of the things you can do with like if you're matched up with friends who are nearby, you can go in and also their careers come into play because if you want to focus there's three careers you can be in this game a professor a magizoologist and an auror and one of them i think it's the uh professor is the mix between the two but who's better at offensive spells in fortresses and who's better at using somehow using beasts or maybe capturing okay. beasts so i don't know it's they've they've done some interesting things with class and rank as it goes into the fortresses. But again, I find myself a little overwhelmed at understanding even where to click when I need to click. There are a lot of buttons and a lot of places to dive into mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> I, I was feeling a little overwhelmed at the, at the beginning, but I think I've gotten a better handle on everything. But let's hear what level everybody is at. Jewel, where are you? I am at level level seven. So you've chosen a career, haven't you? Yes, I am a professor. Nice. Professor Jewel. That's what I did too, I think. How do they pitch it to you? Because I'm still on level four, so I haven't done it yet. But what's uh, what's like the real big, like, it's time for you to get a job, you bum? Or, <laughs> no, I don't they think they'd do anything like that. No, um, it just sort of like if you go into your uh, suitcase, it just becomes available for you to choose a profession. And when you enter that, you have the three choices and then like Hermione, McGonagall, Harry and Hagrid all talk to you about the differences and then you choose. Mm -hmm. Which which you wouldn't know because you skipped. Um, well, I mean, I like tapped through and I saw what they were doing. Oh, okay. But okay. Yeah. But, I did uh, not. I did not read them carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard, too, that there's challenges once you choose your profession. There are challenges you can complete that will hone your skills a little bit better. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's too much. There's lessons associated with each career. Oh, you can cool. Take. Yeah. Andrew, what level are you? Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, I'm beating all you. I'm level 11. You guys need to catch up. You need to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, and this is something I want to bring up later on, actually. I don't like how much time this game demands of me when I'm outside. But I'll I'll talk about that more later. <laughs> so Eric, you're level four. Yes. So you've played the least, it seems like. Uh, yeah, the least hours. Although I did just enjoy, that's the thing you just mentioned about going in, uh, outside and how much time it takes up. So I really just had a leisurely, two leisurely walks in one in the park in, in Oak Park, um, where I was for the, the fifth Harry Potter book. I mentioned it uh, last week, but then the other times the park by my house and both times I just did uh, a, a circuit 
I just walked around the park and I found what I could found and I didn't worry too much about going back to an end to replenish my energy. And I kind of allowed my time on the app to be dictated by how much I wanted to be outside and not the other way around. So I didn't really rely on or set any particular task for myself within the game to play it. I set more of a me outdoors time, uh, either before the rain or before the heat, you know, deterred me from staying out. So I found that to be really relaxing. Laura, what level are you and what's your play style been like? Um, so I'm at level six and my play style has largely been from my couch. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, I could be doing it while I'm outside walking around. I tried to do it while I was in my parking garage leaving work the other day. And it was just like, I don't want to like be staring at my phone and walking around and keep glancing back at it. That's just not comfortable for me. So I would just as soon kind of casually play it, like pick up my phone and be like, oh, let me check and see if there are any, you know, foundables around me and see what I can do. And then when they're all gone, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check in later. Right. I've been playing while walking Brooklyn. You don't you don't play it when you're walking your dog? No, because I want to keep an eye on things and not be staring at my phone. Yeah, that's that's how I am, too. And that's why Again, I'll get into this later, but I don't want to spend... I don't think I'm going to be playing this game a lot over the long term. Um, but yeah, I have been playing while walking Brooklyn. And because I'm in a city, I have access to plenty of inns, uh, the fortresses, the uh, garden centers, whatever you want to call them. Greenhouse. The greenhouses. Thank you. That's <laughs> that's what they're called. You should play this game at, at the Lowe's Garden Center. Yes. Uh, you should actually just... I'll actually pull some plants out of their pots and... See if I get anything. No, but my ingredient case is full and I'm refusing to upgrade because that costs money or a heck of a lot of coins. And I don't want to spend my coins on upgrading my ingredient thing. So I can't even really use those greenhouses anymore. But I saw Micah and I think a lot of people are are probably going to have this problem. Micah lives in a borough of New York City. So it's not like he's in the middle of nowhere and there is nothing near his house. Yeah. And I think... A lot of people are probably going to be frustrated and turned off by that because there are a lot of people like Laura who would probably just rather play this on their couch from time to time, pop in randomly, collect a thing or two. For me, this game really is all about where you play because for me, the most exciting thing is, again, this augmented reality over top of the real world. So I like the idea of seeing you know, an acromantula in front of my favorite bookstore or fighting a Death Eater uh, over by the bird bath in the park that I go to. But Eric, it's just kind of... Aren't mm. aren't you concerned that you look like an idiot holding up your phone to have that (laughs) AR mode on? I have that AR mode off. I am not pointing my camera. There was a a poll and most people prefer AR mode off. And I don't get it because for me... This game is getting me outside. The only way to really take advantage of that is to use augmented reality because it matters then where where you are for it. And you can kind of see some cool things. It makes the reality for me to see these creatures in the real world, in the world that I am currently in. And that's the number one selling point and the most interesting thing. Like I rescued Filch and he was he had like a, a ball and, and, and chain he couldn't get out of. I rescued him just down the street. Now when I run past that particular piece of sidewalk, I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, I saved Filch here. It's a <laughs> it's it's a big Good deal times. for me. Yeah. I love good. that. 
Filch? I feel like I only turn the AR on if I'm in a funny location and I'm excited about who I just found or what I just found. Like, just now, while recording, I found a portrait of Bellatrix and it was on my laptop, so I took a screenshot of it. But in general, I keep AR off. Laura, you wrote a location you play from in our Slack just now. Do you care to share that on the show? or I think she just said that she's going to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> so, it's not that she plays in I the thought bathroom. She, I thought she, she meant she plays like, in the I'm bathroom. Wow. No. She should have started that message with okay. BRB bathroom, not just bathroom. I understood what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought she was talking about playing in the bathroom. Okay, nobody talked about her, so we won't know we talked about she won't know we talked about her on thing. I got to be honest, when I first started playing it was in the bathroom and hagrid was in my bathroom oh that's funny yeah because the first confoundable that you find is is uh rubius hagrid stuck in looks like right. spider-man got to him you know yeah um it's it's interesting that they chose hagrid to be the first character that you see everybody sees that when they first start playing but he's so massive though that's that's the other fun thing is um also with the troll that i found if you have augmented reality turned off you know, it's just a troll in, in some wood. But if you have it on, that thing is comparatively huge to where you are. You have to, you know, you they always have you look at the ground first to, like, find traces of magic and then scroll up. Like, Hagrid was uh, standing on a table at a restaurant going pretty much through the roof of the place when I first found him. And, and I think that's just a lot of fun. So, I mean, it really depends on what you're going for. If you're the kind of person who opens up this app and it's just like, what collectibles are there for me to click on? And then you click on three collectibles and then close the app and wait five minutes and come back. Sure. But are you really getting the amount of joy out of this game as I am going to the park, you know, twice a week? looking at who I can find in these areas that I know and recognize and smiling and thinking to myself, man, I do live in the wizarding world. Wow. A troll does live in the local park. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, or before I rescued him and returned him to the proper authorities. Oh my gosh. There's a little moon calf. I have a dark detector set up and I'm seeing a moon calf for the first time. So the dark detectors, cause I actually haven't experienced this yet, but you put them down in inns and they yes. work like lures. So there's yes. an increase in the amount of confoundables that appear. And the, the, the dark detector lasts for 30 minutes, I guess. Pokemon Go had this as well. Okay. With lures, right? With lures, exactly. Yep. Woohoo. Got my first moon calf. It's really fun seeing new creatures for the first time. Um, I do get a lot of the same. There was one day it was like all baby hippogriffs and like it's cute the first two times, but then you're like, okay, I'm completely over this. Um, some other uh, random characters, little characters that I don't care about. Uh, the port keys, speaking of AR, those you do need to have your AR on. They don't give you a chance to shut that off. Oh. Have you played with port keys yet, anyone? I haven't. I haven't found them. I, or I've... I've seen them, but they're far away. It says like portkey, like you got to go closer to use this. Okay. I've collected a bunch of them, but I haven't walked enough to unlock them. Yeah. So the portkeys are the eggs, or Pokemon Go's eggs. And this is another thing you got to do with your app. You got to have your app open, even if you're not playing while walking. So you can walk those portkeys into unlocking. <laughs> and. It's cool because you kind of step into a port key once it's unlocked, and then it's a room from the Wizarding World. Oh no! Like uh, Borgen and Burks. There's there's a ton of them. I don't, I don't, I'm sure I haven't experienced even a fraction of them. But 
what you do is, and again, AR AR mode is on for this. So you have to, you know what? I guess it, technically it's not AR mode because you're looking within a Wizarding World location, but you have to actually tilt your phone in all directions to find these five orbs that are hidden in the scene. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a slot machine because each one will give you a random gift. Huh. So you might get two X XP. Another one will have 300 XP, so so you'll be doubling that. Uh, you'll get some keys. You'll get some other valuable items, maybe a dark detector. So th- those are kind of cool, and it is fun to walk those port keys so you can get those benefits. For me, just the level of detail the, the, the of the design of the creatures that you're finding, they are very much – I mean, it looks exactly like it does either in the book or the movie. Um, the details are very impressive. The characters – it's been really cool seeing them. I like how they move as well. Like Bellatrix, she's got that like snarky attitude. She's like taunting yeah. the person who's got her. The Hogwarts students, they're like very appreciative uh, with their body motion when they thank you for saving them. Yeah, they put a lot of thought in Their this. facial expressions crack me up, though. In a good way? or <laughs> I don't know. They, it just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's been your favorite character, Laura, so far that you've seen? Um, I guess this this goes to me like not paying as much attention to the story as I should. Um, well, like that you've captured, you know, that I've captured. Well, who, I don't think you captured. Well, who you've saved? Um, I guess like Hedwig or Tonks, maybe Ron, because I got to save Ron. From the Acromantula, so oh. I thought that was really nice how they put bags under Ron's eyes, just like in the movies. Great attention <laughs> to detail. <laughs> Seriously, he looks like he hasn't slept in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I found Hedwig. Uh, I rescued Filch a bunch. Um, the troll. All these confoundables, I think, are creative too, because you have like a um, Ramilda Vane's music box or something that I found, and it's like a, a ballet troll and a in a box i'm just thinking this is like pretty creative but the de- nothing will ever beat the decoy detonators for me seeing them pop out and knowing what they are mm. even though it's such a small part of the movie but the little trumpeting things that i always thought were designed pretty cool seeing them in the in this game really really made my day mm-hmm. Joel, who are your favorites to see and capture I, I feel like i haven't seen very many characters it's been more items and, and things or creatures but i really liked the baby hippogriffs sure. those were super cute but to your point i caught one and was really excited and now i've seen it a lot so it kind of lost its excitement <laughs> yeah i found a baby unicorn at getting attacked by a snake which was really cool oh yeah, yeah. mm-hmm Laura, talk about the fight sequences. I I agree with you on this point. I just think they're so much fun and so engaging. I love getting better at casting spells. Um, And sometimes I like audibly fight with the screen when it tells me my spell casting was only fair. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, that is BS because the last one I cast was fair and it didn't work. And I cast this one and it was much better. And you're still calling it fair. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of my casting is fair, apparently. Well, they go they go by speed and accuracy, as it turns out. So you not only have to trace your finger around the arbitrary distance, but you got to do it pretty quickly. Yeah, you'll notice um, that that grading slider, so to speak, 
quickly dips down the longer it's taking you to cast the spell. Mm-hmm. Pat seems to think it's more beneficial to just be fast, not necessarily accurate. He gets magnificent spell ratings quite Whoa, frequently. What? Yeah, I, I know, just, right? I haven't I, even seen that happen yet. I just got my first magnificent while we've been recording, and it was not traced very well, but it was fast. So I think that's the trick. Yeah, exactly. We've yeah. unlocked the secret. I, I've got one right now. I'm going to try. All right, let's see if I can get this magnificent. All right, I'm going really fast. Oh, no, that looks really bad. (laughs) Spell incomplete. (laughs) Yeah, you do have to hit certain parts of it, don't you? Oh, I got a great. Oh, good job. I got my first great. Your first one? I've gotten plenty of those. (laughs) Well, it must be nice. I've seen, I don't know where I saw this, but people are selling these trace guides that you can place over your phone. So that way your finger is super accurate. It's only hitting the actual spell wow. trace area. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to buy those, those plastic inserts. In the, but you got to switch them out, right? It's like, which one? Yeah, you'd have to be really fast. Right. That sounds annoying, doesn't it? Yeah. But people are trying to uh, cash in on Wizards Unite because a lot of people were hoping that this is going to be the next Pokemon Go. And remember, there's all kinds of Pokemon Go merchandise. I was looking on Amazon for Wizards Unite because I saw... Um, I'll mention this. Well, I'll just mention it now. There's going to be a f- an official game guide published by Scholastic in September. But because I searched for Wizards Unite on Amazon, I'm seeing all these other spin-off shirts that you can buy with Wizards Unite taglines and, and icons and stuff. Like People are hoping this is going to be the next Pokemon Go. Well, you said uh, somewhere in the document that uh, it isn't selling as well as Pokemon Go. Where did you find that or hear that? So there are these sites, companies that monitor the app store in terms of uh, sales. And I don't know. They use a bunch of tools to try and figure out how popular an app actually is. Sure. And it's been it's been downloaded at a fraction of the speed that Pokemon Go has been. I'm not surprised by that because, like I said at the beginning, Pokemon Go was lightning in a bottle. People were just blown away by the fact that Pokemon were now in the real world. And Pokemon, I think, is a more universal brand than Harry Potter is. Pokemon, it's just so cute. All the all the characters, they're so cute. And whether or not you know Pokemon, you can feel an emotional connection to them. Mm. Whereas with Harry Potter, of course Harry Potter is gigantic. But like you're capturing slugs and other bugs. And it's just it's it's not as fun, and it's not about catching them all in Wizards Unite. Right. Plus, we all are kind of over this magic that was the the technology in Pokemon Go and Wizards Unite. Oh, you know speak I mean? for yourself. I keep saving Filch and loving every minute of it. I'm like, you owe me one, dude. You owe me one. And you're like, why do you keep getting caught, you idiot? <laughs> no, he's a squib. He can't defend himself in this harsh world. And don't forget... Each character is only a fragment every time you capture it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody split. So it's a fragment of a piece of the time. (laughs) Right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Horcruxes. Mm -hmm. Parts of the whole. Um, What are our least favorite parts of the game? We already touched on the story. Sounds like none of us are following the story except for Eric. (laughs) i'm running out of energy really uh not understanding when to use a potion all things i think that will go together the more i play 
but not like the interface is good in the way that it can do everything it needs to do, but it's kind of a well-kept secret what each thing does. Right. Yeah. And for me, I don't love staring at my phone the whole time that I'm outside. When I'm outside, I like to appreciate the outdoors, especially this time of year. So I just feel like an idiot always staring at my phone. That's something I've always been aware of when I'm outside watching other people stare at their phone. It reminds me of Wally, the Pixar movie. It's just sad. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, we're all, we can't all look up and just appreciate the outdoors. We're all so drawn to our phones. So when I'm out there playing Wizards Unite, I try to like cast the spell and then I'll put my phone down and like look up. Because it also honestly makes me dizzy just staring at my phone while walking. So well, but how is that different than Pokemon Go then? Because it's as not a, okay. Because as a criticism for Wizards Unite, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the same in Pokemon Go too. I think I've become more critical of myself in the past three years of mm. spending all this time staring at my phone. Because you're right, I don't remember feeling this way when playing Pokemon Go, even though it works the same way. Okay, so. I, what I'm going to try to do is really like one. I walk Brooklyn three times a day. The morning walk, and the, even I feel bad saying this because I should be appreciating the beautiful mornings. But the morning walk is probably when I'm getting in most of my Wizards Unite time. That's when I have my phone out the whole time. I'm not spending every minute outside staring at my phone. Screw that. <laughs> but the app also demands your attention while you are outside. You know what I mean? You have to be playing the whole time to get anywhere. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pat is level 14. So now I'm feeling the pressure to like catch up to him. So I need to spend more time on it. But I don't want to do that. It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when Pokemon Go added the Apple Watch feature. So you didn't have to be staring at your phone to use it. And I wish this one would do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They also released a physical device you could clip on to your person. And it would count as walking. It would count your steps so that you could hatch more eggs. Yeah. And it would, I think it like vibrates when you encounter a Pokemon. So you can then open your phone and play the game, but you don't have to be staring at your phone while you're walking around until you find something. That's correct. Yeah. I would love that if I could like connect my Fitbit to this Mm -hmm. and get those kinds of notifications. That would probably make me better at playing this game because as of right now I'm super casual and if I'm just like sitting down and not really doing anything I'll be like oh let me check Wizards Unite and see what's going on mm-hmm. I remember Pokemon Go announced it may have been a year ago at this point maybe two years that your steps would be logged into your Apple Health Kit so it all counted <laughs> while you're playing Pokemon <laughs> Go, which I thought was a great idea. Because this app, Pokemon Go, really did get people moving again. Like, seriously, it was encouraging people to move around town. And I think there was these stories about people getting in shape playing Pokemon Go. Pat actually was obsessed with Pokemon Go, was walking like crazy, and lost a lot of weight <laughs> playing that game three summers ago. Yeah. I think I was one of those people. I can't remember... If if I actually got fit from it, but I definitely remember like nightly walks around my neighborhood that I didn't take before Pokemon Go. Yeah. You know what I wish they would bring over to po- uh, to Wizards Unite? The fact that you can actually see 
the creatures on the map. Mm-hmm. The, one of the big differences now is you just get these category icons on the map, whereas with yeah. Pokemon Go, you were actually seeing the Pokemon. And I think that was part of the thrill because you open it up and you're like, oh my gosh, look, there's a Snorlax sitting down the street. I need to go get that. Oh my God. I can't believe we made it this far and I didn't get to rave about the music. I love the music. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. It's, they've essentially taken, I mean, it's John Williams, at least for the most part that I can recall. And it's stuff like the Fox the Phoenix title. Like it's stuff from Chamber of Secrets that was composed for Chamber of Secrets, but, you know, is lost because nobody rewatches that movie. It's some of the best music and it fits perfectly. They've done like a game version remix of this movie. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see these old, like deep cut John Williams, Harry Potter tracks being used so prominently in this game. And it so far has not gotten old for me. Yeah. I think there is, there's a remix on one of them. It's like, Oh yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. There was a spin on one. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> what would everybody like to see added to the game so far with this whole friend code thing i haven't yet shared my friend code publicly i've shared it with you guys because i don't know what the benefits to having friends are <laughs> in the game wow in the game in the game <laughs> like you can get together and go to fortresses first of all it's the internet my friends that i've already shared the codes with are in vegas london singapore like come on i'm never gonna be out front of a fortress together with these guys. So there's no point in really being friends with them. You can't check their status except what level they're at. You can't see their photo. You can't have like a, there's no in message chat, um, like in, in, in game message system. So maybe something more that you can do with friends because, and like why limit it at 200 friends if I can't, have a meaningful interaction with any one of them that's not in my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will have to echo that. I don't understand why there's a limit on how many friends you can have. Um, and I did share my code on Twitter. So I'm friends with a number of our listeners. And I'm running out of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is this limit a thing? Also, I want to be able to pull up people's profiles and see their pictures. Like, what was the point of going through all these cool filters and different, like, hats and stuff that you could add to your picture if nobody else can see it? Exactly. That's a good point. Well, Andrew, did you have you and Pat played together? And, like, Mm. does he show up as, like, an icon? We we haven't yet. We He offered to play with me yesterday. And I was like, I don't need you. I can complete these challenges (laughs) by myself. (laughs) Wow. You don't want him getting all the goods from the inn, I guess. No, but like the ch- the wizarding challenges at these fortresses, I've been okay by myself. Apparently, it's easier if it's with people. But anyway, yeah, you know, I took a cute picture of myself for my profile because I thought that other people were going to see it. And then we just see nothing. I assume it's because maybe WB is like, oh, privacy. We can't have people sharing. I think it might be loading. Maybe loading. It's just a little profile picture. But then you don't even, uh, you know, what I also kind of find weird is that you share friend codes and not usernames. Yeah. Um, right. Like my username is Scorbus Forever. <laughs> None of you can do anything with that because you don't know my friend code. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I will say when that came through to me, I was like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
somebody said when we were talking last week uh so we should have tried to claim MuggleCast. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. a fail, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Terrence got uh, Hogwarts Mystery. <laughs> He's going one. around as Hogwarts Mystery. Yeah. Um, Micah's is pretty funny, I think, from what I recall. I'm just Spiels. Yeah. It's just, that's my name, Spiels. But, uh, but yeah, you can change your friend code, though, and you can't change your username. So maybe that's why they have people friending username but it it would be nice if i could do something with the idea like that i know your username and can like search you again maybe a messaging feature or if we're in the same city that you pop up on the map when you're playing that would be cool it says meet so social info work together meet up at a fortress and engage in a wizarding challenge together to earn a bonus wizarding xp and wizarding challenge xp so it sounds like you get more experience points if you do play together Mm. That's the one way they encourage you. Yeah. So one thing I'll say I would like to see in terms of story that would be more appealing to me would be like if you once you got to a certain level, like Hermione or whoever from the ministry pops up and reveals to you that they've discovered that the ministry has been infiltrated and that this whole program you're part of has been a ruse by whoever this evil actor is to try and steal these items. Ooh, twist. And I I was like, that would be cool. That would feel very Harry Potter to me. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I don't believe that the ministry is like 100% okay. <laughs> After all of this, the ministry has had problems for a very long time. And I'm sure they're going to be infiltrated again. Mm-hmm. That's what inspires me about this calamity is that some dark actor or multiple dark actors have caused this riff Mm -hmm. in time and space. I just find that interesting. Yeah. Apparently the story is going somewhere. I'm not following it. So I probably won't care whenever the whole story is revealed. Right. But this is something that Pokemon go did not have. There really was no story. It was just go out there and collect all the Pokemon. I think it'd be cool if there was this big reveal about they're actually being these like dark actors who have done this. And then you're given a choice to either fight for the good side or the bad side. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Has anyone actually seen Harry Potter out in the wild yet? Because that was one of the first promotional images we saw with this game. He talks to you, right? Like old Harry talks to you and tells you what to do from time to time. Yeah, I've only seen the little like dialogue pop up windows. I haven't actually seen him. There is a Harry Potter confundable, confound, confoundable <laughs> when uh, at some point, because I saw an image of him getting attacked by a Dementor. So that's like one of the battles. They oh, have. Yeah. But yeah, I was kind of surprised I hadn't actually seen him yet. Something that I would like to see added is something similar to Pokemon Go's Pokedex where you can just scroll through and see everything you've collected. I know there is something like this, but it's more broken up than the Pokedex was. I just want to be able to scroll through one simple list to see everything. Yeah. And I would like to just see get an overall number of everything that I've collected versus how much I still have to collect. Because like I said, for me, this is all about the collecting and it's not totally clear what your progress has been, in my opinion. And speaking of the registry, all the art in this game is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They did a really great job. So we did mention it hasn't been as popular as Pokemon Go. For us, we are not owners of this game. It's not about the money for us. So we don't really care, I don't think. 
Mm-mm. Anyone have any ideas why it hasn't been as popular? Maybe I think some of the organizational issues you spoke to, Andrew, could be part of it. I can see people getting into this and maybe getting a little overwhelmed and being like, meh, mm-hmm. no. Um, I I do also wonder if there's maybe a little bit of burnout because people kind of felt burned by Hogwarts mystery. Mm-hmm. And so after that experience, people maybe might not have been as apt to, like, adopt another Harry Potter game. Right. I think, too, if people are still playing Pokemon Go, you can't really play both. Like, my roommate is still on the Pokemon Go train, and so she has talked about trying this one, but she is prioritizing Pokemon still. Hmm. Hmm. And Jewel, you're somebody who actually plays Hogwarts Mystery, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that game. I like, I think the people that, the people who stopped playing got frustrated with the um, energy, I think, early on. But I like it between, um, like, I'll go to a work meeting, and then by the time I'm done my meetings, I'll have more energy. So that doesn't really bother me. And I really want to see where the story goes. So I'm still playing that one. Hey, how would you compare the dissemination of story information in Hogwarts Mystery to that of Wizards Unite? Like, where you're slowly getting pieces to the larger puzzle? I Is it the same? You, I think... There's less, there are fewer elements that were thrown out at once at the beginning. So I was able to, okay, like adjust to new pieces of the story. And the whole point of that game is that you're progressing from year to year. So you get a new piece of the story every Thursday for the most part. So I like the pace of that one. Um, Sometimes I feel like it's a little slow, but I think it's been out for a year now and I didn't even like I didn't even realize a year had passed and I'm still playing because I'm just interested in where (laughs) the story's gonna go (laughs) what year are you did you say that year five um is about to end if you are caught up on the game there's like one chapter left in year five Hmm. so okay huh so I wonder if you're just gonna run out of things to do by year seven yeah there was a point in year five where there was a larger gap than normal in like the next chapters. Um, so they threw in some other events to keep people occupied um, or like side quests, which um, it was getting close to the point of being annoyed that there was no new story. But I think they'll probably make years six and seven longer than year five, just so that it can stretch out as long as they can. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Pat's still playing Hogwarts Mystery as well for the same reason as you, because he he wants to see where the story's going and he kind of is pacing himself with the energy. Yeah. Because he's checking in a million times a day, just waiting for his energy to replenish. Yeah. I like the game too. Uh, my sister still plays as well. So because it's choose your own adventure, we sometimes will actively make different decisions from each other if one person's ahead of the other to see how it changes things. So that's been fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Niantic wasted no time announcing the first real world Wizards Unite event. They've done a few of these for Pokemon Go. They waited a while before organizing the first one. Harry Potter, they're wasting no time. 
August 31st to September 1st in Indianapolis, Indiana. So it's over Labor Day weekend. Actually, only three hours away from Chicago. So I'm thinking of going. I, I think it'll be really cool to attend a, a gathering of Harry Potter fans who are all playing this game. And I think it'll be, I just think it'll be a fun event. There aren't really many official Harry Potter events that happen. Celebration of Harry Potter in Orlando, we've spoken about a few times. Mm. They did not do one this past year, which was pretty surprising. So this feels like the next best thing. And I assume they're going to have special things to save. I keep wanting to say capture, but save. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to code all of that. But I'm also looking at this um, announcement webpage, splash page thing, and not seeing. Usually they're like, oh, triple XP during this time or, you know, however right. they incentivize. Well, it's still early. Yeah. Though I'm sure they'll make some announcements. But yeah, and I know a few of our listeners are already thinking of going, especially those who are nearby. Mm. So... We'll talk about that when it gets closer. Maybe we'll try to organize some sort of Wizards Unite meetup. I know, Eric, you think you might be working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, Laura, Jewel, come on out to Indianapolis. Don't you guys want to go to Indianapolis? Uh, Well, this is over Labor Day weekend, you said. Yeah. That's when Dragon Con's happening here in Atlanta, so... Oh, you I got another bucked. other nerdy uh, plan. Yes. People. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently... Some sort of Comic-Con will be happening in Indianapolis that weekend as well, which might be why they picked that weekend for the event. So we asked patrons, will you be sticking with Wizards Unite? Let's first ask the panel here. Is everybody going to continue playing? I will. For now. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I was also thinking as a panel, we could give it a rating of one through five. Yeah. I, I, would, I would give it a three. I'll go a little higher. I'll say four. Um, I will also say four. I'm going to go three. So we asked patrons, are you going to play it for a while? 66 people said, yes, I intend to play it for a long time. 45 people said, I'll stick with it for a while longer, but don't know if it's for me. 16 people said, I haven't played it yet. Come on, people, get mm. with it. 11 people said, I've already gotten bored and stopped. And then six people said, it's not for me. I'll be giving up soon. And uh, asked people for their reviews as well. Leanne said, the graphics are great. I never played any games beyond Solitaire, but this one has me hooked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's quite an upgrade from Solitaire. Kelsey said, the story aspects kind of bother me. Like, what year is this supposed to be happening in? Harry's an Auror, but we rescue young Luna, young Ginny, and a live Hedwig. I know I'm way overthinking it, but it bothers me. That was covered uh, earlier on this episode. Hanel writes, uh, I do enjoy the game. So far, my job has been on the way of Wizards Unite. My walks have become slower, which is very different for me. I am usually zooming around the city very fast. Also, I love the animations and the little details like shadows on the ground from the items and creatures. There are a few things bothering me, but nothing major. Caroline says, I live in the middle of a national park and do daily trail walking anyway, so it's been a fun addition to that. I'm definitely going to keep playing for the time being, but I don't know if it'll have staying power. She loves wizarding challenges and battles, but she finds the traces boring. She says, I wish there was a bit more strategy to them. Maybe you could choose which spell to use based on what it is you are fighting. That might be more engaging. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. We actually didn't talk about... So Laura did talk about casting spells, but I want to mention the battles. I think the battles are a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It took me and a lot of people 
a little time to figure out that you had to kind of pull your finger down to trace over that circular yeah. icon that comes up. Right. right. They don't. I don't think they taught us to do that, how to do that. No. But when you do accidentally figure that out, it becomes a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've been impressed by a the, the, the mechanics of battling in a Harry Potter game before. This was great. Is great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for some reason, I feel like I more often than not end up battling the centaur. Mm. And um, that's always a lot of fun. I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, well, J.K. Rowling the- once tweeted that there are a lot of centaurs in Georgia, so that's probably why. Well, it does make sense. Mm. Yes. It's very, like, forest region, Oh, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I find that to be really fun it's like i don't think it's particularly challenging to accomplish does anybody i agree with that but i don't see that as a bad thing no no no. it's definitely not a bad thing it's just kind of like easy fun but it does add a slight air of like competition so it's good stuff thanks everybody who submitted some feedback on patreon so in bonus MuggleCast today, which will be available on Patreon, we're going to talk about our dream Harry Potter video games. Now that Wizards Unite is out, we know that more games are in the works. There's a whole studio dedicated to Harry Potter video games. What should they make next? And we'll talk about that again in bonus MuggleCast, which is exclusively available to patrons. Patreon.com slash MuggleCast is where you can pledge and help support us. By the way, we have that special offer through July 31st, if you pledge at the Dumbledore's Army level or above, you will receive signed album art. And by the way, it's been great seeing everybody receive the signed album art. Yeah, that's been so fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, time now for Quizage. Last week's question was uh, dealing with update, uh, the, dealing with the last chapter in Half the Prince, which we're getting back to uh, discussing next week. The question was, who's sitting in Snape's seat in the Great Hall? And the correct answer is Rufus Scrimgeour. Uh, Harry thinks he's looking for him. Samwise Potter, Issy Marcantonio, Young Susie Blood, Tara Michelle, Bela Beth, Casper, Sarah, a.k.a. Weensy, Sarah Davis, TJ Wright's The PHPs, Count Ravioli, Danielle Pesternak, Marlena, The the, the C's, Karen Frode, and Super Mandy all got the correct answer. Congratulations. Thank you all for playing Quizich. And next week's question is also from that chapter. What material do Fred and George wear at Dumbledore's funeral? Hmm. That's a deep cut. That's it's mentioned in the books, but only passing. Has anyone so. seen Dumbledore in this game yet? I'm trying to think. Huh. I need to bring up my registry. But we will be talking about the final chapter of Half Blood Prince on next week's episode, and Micah will be back. And then we'll share what our plans are for future episodes of MuggleCast. We have a couple of ideas. Which I don't even think Laura knows yet, so we can get her reaction no. live on the air. This is this is my Hogwarts mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Mugglecast mystery, the new game from Port Key Games. All right, and if you have any feedback about Wizards Unite, if you want to send in maybe some tips or what you've been liking or not liking, you can visit Mugglecast.com and we have a contact form. We you can also email us directly, mugglecast at gmail.com or call us one nine two oh three muggle. That's one nine two oh three six eight four four five three. Follow us on Instagram, make Jules Day. Instagram.com <laughs> slash mugglecast. Also mugglecast on Twitter and Facebook. 
And uh, again, we would love your support on Patreon. You'll receive instant access to installments of Bonus MuggleCast, early access to our show via weekly live streams. Thanks to everybody who is joining us today. And MuggleCast throwbacks. For example, Eric recently posted the show doc for episode 100. Whenever we find things, we just throw them on Patreon. Eh, little uh, fun tidbits. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Laura. And I'm Jewel. See everybody next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.